Yo, 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 what's up? Thanks for joining us. Today, you're going to get the real. Because remember, if it ain't the real, then what you working with? As always, you know, to the left in the man cave, you got my man Ego. QKA, that rawness, baby. What's up with you? Say what's good to him, man. Talk to him a little bit. Let him know what's up. I know you out here living your best <laughs> life. We got the streams. Hold on. I'm going to give a quick shout out because my man got the streams out here. Spotify and Apple. Let him know that you was doing how many numbers, man? It was at uh, 131,000 streams and over 96,000 listeners. So, <laughs> man, yeah. so I appreciate y'all definitely. Thank, thank you, thank you very much for that uh, for that love. Thank Absolutely. you very much. Absolutely. And to the left of him, we got press. The intellect, baby, dropping knowledge and inspiration from the cerebral cortex. Yo, 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 what's flow. up, everybody? What's up? <laughs> and the special guest, the most exciting thing we got for y'all this week, my man Darnell Hinton is in the building, baby. If you don't know who he is, shame <laughs> on you, because that man is doing numbers, <laughs> especially in our community, Narstown, Montgomery, Cap Montgomery County. Super excited to have him on the show. The first yeah, guest is going to go down in history, episode number five. I know y'all tuned in because if y'all ain't y'all missing oh, awesome what real shit alright I just had to get that out of the way baby I'm excited <laughs> so thank you so much I appreciate you coming on I know your time is precious because you're you're in a lot of different avenues in your life whether it's entrepreneurial business related just impacting the, uh, the community and of course you know putting out uh, projects on Apple Music so I know you're in a lot of things so I want to touch on as many things as we can to, to give everybody listening some inspiration to inform them about some tools they can use and just really get to be vulnerable and talk about, you know, where your where your past started and where you're at today. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, do cool, it. cool, cool. Y'all on board for that? Let's get it. Right, yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. Get it. So, I got some questions. You got some questions? Yeah, Feel free to chime at any shit. point. But, yep. but for the beginning, I really want to I really want to touch on um, just to kind of put everything in perspective right now, we're going to kind of back and forth a little bit, but 2020 has been a trying year for a lot of people because of the pandemic, crazy thing has happened, job losses, you know, just sickness overall. But one of the biggest things is how do you can keep persevering and striving through the madness of what you can't control and double down on what you can control. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, I know you put a lot of things into fruition mm -hmm. and, and what you had going for you. So just touch on some of the projects that you have had to come to fruition in 2020 and also some of the biggest lessons you got from taking that action. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, for me, right, 2020 has been, I would say, an extremely, you know, just strange year for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. There's right. been a lot of people who've lost family members. There's been a lot of people who've lost, you know, loved ones. Um, so in that aspect, you know, I don't want to be insensitive to that when I say what I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. um, 2020 for me has been incredible um, in the sense that, um, you know, I've done, I checked off a lot of boxes that, you know, I wanted to, to check off. So, you know, 2020, um, you know, I quit my job. Mm. So, you know, like everyone, you know, like cold turkey. Cold turkey, cold okay. turkey, yeah. So, that's what's up. Yeah, that's so, what's up. That's what's up. You know, it wasn't expected. It was because of COVID, you know. Okay. So, okay. Um, they reached out to me, and I was very appreciative to work there. But, you know, so they reached out to me, and they let me know, like, hey, you know, going off of everything that's going on with COVID right now mm -hmm. in the world, unfortunately, we're going to be able to bring you back. 
little did they know I had no intentions of going back. I had already told myself once, you know, once I seen everything coming into fruition with COVID and everything like that, I had already planned with, you know, my business partner, Dewan that we were going to start at that time, a sober home and then a junk removal company as well. So I, I still remember when I got the phone call to this day, like I was on the phone with the lady and she said she couldn't bring us back. She couldn't bring me back. Okay. Long story short, I had no intentions on going back. So I quit my job, started a junk removal business. Um... You know, from that, we ended up buying, um, you know, two investment properties. Mm. Um, You know, I started a cleaning business. I started a bakery um, with my business partner, Alicia. Um, And I also released a project on Apple Music as well. So um, in that aspect, right, and like I said, I don't want to be insensitive to anyone. I understand, you know, 2020 has been a, a troubling year in a lot of aspects. So in that aspect... Personally, um, 2020 has been an incredible year for me. Hey, it's beautiful. That that's huge because, as much as you said, you know, you, you you were empathetic about the things that are going on in life. You were also playing on the other part of like, but listen, what can you actually control and what can you do uh-huh. uh, that's in line with your goals that you set from the beginning of the year to get you to where you want to go, no matter what happens in the external environment, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of your goals. So I'm, I'm gonna just jump into because I listened to the the project he was talking about which is to those still struggling. If you haven't listened to this on Apple Music, you need to go tune in right now because this is essentially what I took from it. It's it, First off, the music choices are fire. It's on all <clears> platforms, <throat> right? All platforms. All platforms, all platforms. Okay. okay. So the music background choices are fire. And what it, it he really goes into painting a picture of where he started, the ups and downs, the perspe- I love the perspective shifts on who he takes, who are the people that were involved in his journey. And then my favorite is the ride because that shit was just 12 plus That's minutes and just some seven. real shit. Yeah. And I was like, God. That was really off the top of your head? No, that wasn't okay. off the top of my head. All right. Okay. <laughs> if it was, goddamn. I was like, wow. <laughs> Either way, he's still fire. Either but way. like, for instance, just to kind of do, like on 2020, I heard you say your list was more focused on the process, which you could control, mm-hmm. versus on an outcome, which you never know what, uh, you know, external factors are going to happen. Absolutely. So it was waking up before 7 a.m., mm-hmm. being more vulnerable, reading for 25 minutes, spending 20 minutes learning a new language, mm-hmm. complimenting someone else, naming three things you're grateful and saving $100 a week. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we want to know how, how, how did that play out for you? Coming, I, fall, being idea. I fall short every day. Absolutely. I fall short every day, but it's all about, you know, um, you know, making it up the next day. Absolutely. Um, Mistakes happen, you know, we're, we're all, we all understand that, but just don't let it happen twice, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, um, you know, there might be a day where I, I get up and I get in my car and I realize that, you know, I didn't name three things that I was grateful for immediately mm-hmm. when I got up, but I get in my car and I say it right then and there, or right. there might be a time when it's 8 o'clock at night and I'm like, damn, I didn't take 25 minutes out to, you know, learn Spanish a little bit better. So, I fall short every day, but for the most part, yes, like you said, I try and wake up immediately and name three things that I'm grateful for every day. I try and make sure that I listen to my audio book, something, for 20 minutes a day. I try and make sure that I'm learning another language by another language. I'm trying to perfect Spanish right now. I haven't gotten off of <laughs> can, that Can yet. you give some for the, for the people listening? Can you, can you say some smooth stuff for them? No, yeah. Hola. Uh, como estas? Muy bien. It's awkward right now because if, you were, if I was to have a conversation yeah. with you, I could... I could, sure. I could speak to you. Well, um, unfortunately, you know? we, we do not know Spanish, unless right. one of you guys know and I don't. So, I do not. Okay, cool. But I, I try and do those things every day. Yeah. The point I'm just making is sometimes I fall short, like, like all people. So Absolutely, absolutely. And one of the things that I think that I, I tie it back to, and 
it's realistic, right? Nobody expects you to be like, yeah, I was 100% perfect yeah. with all of the seven tasks that I decided I was going to put myself into. But the thing that really resonated with me is one of the quotes that you you named for now that Will Smith said, right? Mm-hmm. It's not about the wall, mm-hmm. it's about the brick, mm-hmm. right? And like how how much can brick. I lay that yeah, brick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how great hope. can I lay that brick today? Mm-hmm. Right. So it's so important to me. Yeah, yeah, and it's about perspective, right? It's it's a lot about perspective in the process. So I know I, I like that's a lot of things that we harp on. Mm-hmm. So for you and and press about you know kind of bringing all you know the kind of questions that we have with with Darnell. What are some of the things that you realized as far as, as processes go and where you have been in 2020 that kind of can t- piggyback off, you know, some of the things that he's talked about and, and what we've dealt with? Um, on the basis of like, uh, you know, when it comes down to a 2020, just like he said, it was just like he said, people lost loved ones. Mm-hmm. People lost uh, people lost people that um, family members, people lost best friends. People just, you know, people lost their ch- their children, you know. So it's always, you know, when all this negativity coming around at this point in time, it's always trying to find that that light in the darkness. So you know, someone like Darnell who found that light in the darkness, you know, we all need to just try to piggyback off that. I so me personally, you know, this this year was kind of like a roller coaster, up and down, I up believe and down. It. I <laughs> believe it. You know, so for me, it was like up and down, up and down, up and down. But you know. You know, it's a it's it's about pulling through it this type of year and being able to say you made it. You know what I'm saying? Because this is this is this is a year. This is a year that we're probably going to look back on, like probably when we're all like 50 in Mm -hmm. our 50s and something. And we're going to be like, yo, we survived 2020. Absolutely. You know, so I, I think, you know, surviving this year is something that we should all celebrate regardless of the type of year that we had mm. if you you are here if you are breathing you need to be thankful if you if if you got your kids today if you was able to wake up and kiss your kids you need to be thankful if you was able to get up and walk and didn't lose nobody you need to be thankful mm. and you need to pray Amen. for the people that 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 weren't as that that weren't as fortunate mm-hmm. you Amen. know Amen, yeah. baby that gratitude right there man. Man. that gratitude shift press what you got man um I'm, I'm going to just say, like, I agree exactly with what Darnell said. Um, you have to definitely be empathetic of everybody that had, like, lost a family member. I know everybody keeps saying that, but that's definitely true. Um, but just with a personal level for me, I viewed 2020 as a year for everybody to be truly exposed for who they are and what role they play in society from the oh, top shit. to the bottom. Okay. You know what okay. I mean? So um, it was... Like, just like uh, Darnell said, like, he was forced with losing his job. And it's like um, things that we think are security for us, which is the jobs we wake up and go to every day, can be taken from us in a moment's notice. What do you have when that situation occurs? Because we all live like, um, um, I know we're all like in our 20s. but hmm. I'm sorry. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we got to have special. Oh, you just turned I'm sorry. You just turned 32? All right. November 20th. I just turned 28. Congratulations. Congratulations. Welcome to the club. I'm not excited about it. You're not? I am. I am. Oh, no. I'm just joking. I am. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited about it. I know. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Let us know how it is. You got to thrive in your 30s. got to thrive in the 30s. But, um. Stretch more. So. Going back to the point, though, um, 
we never experienced anything like this. So we were kind of coasting through year and year um, because we kept doing the same routine, same routine, same routine. But then 2020 happens and you're faced with a situation where it's COVID, where you have the protests going on, where you have the the uh, the intensity of the election going on. Everybody's paying attention to what's going on in the media because there's nothing else to do in the world. So mm-hmm. you're faced with like, a, you, everybody was faced with, as ironic as it sounds, the year 2020 was the year everybody had to look into the mirror and see who they truly were. Mm. Um, I, I kind of find sure. irony in that, Real right? Sure. Um, so, and it's like, who? What, what, what are you going to do in this world? And it's like, at the end of the day, at the core, you got to realize the only thing that you can truly do in this world, because everything else can be taken away from you, is put compassion into it mm-hmm. or put some type of artistry into it. Because all, really have... yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all you really have, all you really have is like, because all you really have is like your word at the end of the day. All you really have is the representation of, I mean, all you really have is the uh, projection that you want to put out into the world. Because mm. everything Absolutely. else can be taken from you. Your family can be taken. Your job can be taken. Mm-hmm. Your um, 401 can be taken mm-hmm. you know uh i remember the craziest thing was i had a woman that came into my job one day right and she told me she planned on retiring but she lost about like a hundred and eighty thousand dollars out of her stock portfolio That's crazy. and it's like she had to postpone her retirement because covid happened and it's like you can't predict these wow. types of situations mm-hmm. so wow. what do you what are you going to have to fall back on and rely on um, and I feel like a lot of people needed to ask themselves that question. So for me, I look at 2020 as a time to realize, like, you know what? I'm going to start doing the things that I enjoy doing. Mm. You know, I enjoy writing. I enjoy um, putting songs together. And I feel like I have something to say. So I'm going to do that. And that's something that I did. So in the middle of 2020, you know, I put together a project. I put it out. And it's something that I'm very proud of because it was an opportunity for me to say exactly what I wanted mm-hmm, to say. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I agree with you in the grand scheme of things. Like, you definitely don't want to disrespect anybody that had true real-life um, situations that occurred within their family where they might have lost someone mm-hmm. or something bad could have occurred. I mean, yeah. something bad happened. But it was just an opportunity for me to look inside of myself and see what do I want to, um, what, what role do I want to play in society? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was my 2020. Okay. Okay. Beautifully articulated as yeah, always. Yeah. My good brother <laughs> yeah, yeah. Laying, laying the foundation. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what I heard, man, is really like the perspective can, can tie back into a lot of different things, but really the big key emphasis that I heard from all of your, all of your stories is okay. You have this decision to be grateful in your perspective, and then it stems, well, how, how healthy is, is your mental state, yeah. right? So mental yeah. health is a big thing that is, I feel like was really tested That's during this time, Absolutely. right? That's so hugely tested, right? <laughs> so, oh and then we got, we got one of the, this, this, why I'm, this is really why I'm so excited about this episode. Like, I just got flushed with emotion right now, let me be real. Because somebody who has that experience, the lived experience of dealing with mental health issues, mm-hmm. not just from an observation standpoint, but again, that lived experience gives so much more depth to how they can then move and articulate and interact with people when they want to spread their message of compassion and you know empathy and growth. And that's why I'm so excited to have this man, Darnell, in, 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 our, in our chair and on this platform. Because if you guys don't know the backstory to how Teach One Feed One came to be, uh, it, it, it's beautiful. And it's crazy because I heard it in light again from that project 
uh, to those still struggling, again, check it out. But he really, really articulates that very well. And you're blessed to have him right now be able to kind of tie into a little bit and count, give away some of the gold on how that came to be. Uh, if you don't mind sharing some of you know some of the teach real one, one? Uh, teach one like how that came to be based she on your past experience of what what led yeah. you into the that. Story. Tell us yeah. the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so how far am I going back? As far as you want to start, that you feel like is very important yeah. to, okay. to this to this whole you know. The if you were to write a book about teach one feed one, where right. would you start? I yeah. mean, I would start. Um, damn, how much time we got? <laughs> Listen, there is no time. Baby. <laughs> like, I, I want to make sure I hit the the, the good points. Yo, that's what we want you to. So yeah, I mean, I would start. You know, I've been to treatment nine times, right? So that means, you know, nine different times I've had to go into treatment, which if you've never been to treatment, it's extremely, you know, it's extremely scary for someone who goes into a rehab. Like, you don't wake up when you're seven years old. You, like, you never imagine that you're going to be in a rehab facility. So it's extremely scary. It's extremely overwhelming for people, right? So all of those experiences and all of those ins and outs of going into treatment and then, you know, all the, the, you know, cause causes and effects of dealing with going into treatment and coming out of treatment, that played into factor as well, right? So I would say as far as teach one, feed one itself, I mean, man, um, wow. I always knew that I wanted to do something to give back in some fashion. I don't know if it was going to be with kids. I don't know if it was, I didn't know if it was going to be with, you know, in, in relation to addiction, um, or mental health. Um, but you know, it kind of came full circle with, you know, um, my whole, you know, going into treatment and coming out of treatment. Um, so, um, I was sitting in group one day, you know, and, you know, the counselor went around the room, which isn't for people who have been to rehab. It's not unfamiliar for them. He went around the room and he just asked everyone what they were going to do that weekend. Was this your last time? This this is my last time in treatment. Yeah. Um, and this was in 2018 and he said hey you know Darnell what are you going to do this weekend and you know of course I said I'm going to go to Kensington I'm going to feed the homeless now like I said in the podcast honest to God I had no idea that I was I had no plans of doing that I had no idea how I was even going to get to Kensington I had no idea about anything you know Mm -hmm. what I mean so um I just made a decision in my mind that that's what I was going to do I put everything else behind me I put the fear of people you know laughing or judging or you know just their own opinions the opinions of other people i put all that behind me and just said this is what i'm going to do right so that first weekend like i said we went out to kensington we literally raised like 42 dollars yeah you know what i mean we went out to kensington we handed out i think eight boxes of pizza um and then it was just about showing up from 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 that point on so the next week i think um we showed up again we got 16 boxes of pizza then the next next week we showed up i think we got another 16 boxes of pizza and then it was 32 and then it was just about consistency from there. And the people who helped, you know, who showed up and helped, you know, kind of put this together were instrumental and yeah. um, and putting everything together for us. So, you know, it was it was huge. Yeah. So it, <clears throat> at what point did you realize that that was going to be your ninth and final time? That is a loaded question. It's um, <laughs> uh, a great question. It's yeah. kind of so. Right. So here we go. Right. That was actually definitely a good question. Yeah. Like when that. you go into treatment. Yeah. Right. Every time you think is going to be your last and final time. I imagine that. That's yeah. why. I... Right. So no other than there are people, maybe there's like one out of 30 or two out of 60 people that go in and they know in their heart of hearts, like, listen, I'm just going here to make mom and dad happy. I'm going to go in here. I'm going to get my weight back. I'm going to, you know, get some color back in my face. I'm going to, mm-hmm. um, you know, catch up on some bills and then I'm going right back out there. But that's an anomaly. Most people in treatment are like, you know, they're at the bottom of their life. You know, they have ruined almost every relationship in their life. They have no money. They have no job. They have nowhere to stay, 
Like they're they're down and out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So most mm-hmm. people are like, I need to do whatever I can to stay clean. And then something along the lines, because you know, staying sober is extremely difficult. It's not it's not it's not easy. It's I've been to college, I've started, you know, a couple businesses. Nothing will ever be more difficult than me continuing to stay sober on a consistent mm-hmm. basis. Ever. Nothing brilliant. will ever be more difficult than that. If you know someone in sobriety, if you know someone who's in sobriety, if you know someone who is in recovery, listen, congratulate them. Like, let them know how proud of them you are because that will be by far the biggest battle of their life. I can promise you that. So, um, yeah, every time I went into treatment, I, I thought in my heart that I was going to stay clean. It just didn't happen that way. And like I said, for most people, relapse is a part of people's story. You know, it's just unfortunate that it happens that way. But some people will go into treatment. They'll 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 go into treatment one time and then they'll stay clean for the rest of the, for the rest of their lives. Mm. Some people will not. Some people it takes you know twenty five thirty times. For me, Jeez. it took nine times. Everyone's process is different. That's sure, the point I'm trying sure, to make. Sure, sure, so, sure. Can I ask this question? Yeah. Um. So for the people that are watching this, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say like they they have some sort of addiction, mm-hmm. but they're not aware of the fact that mm-hmm. they're having addict that they have an addiction. Mm-hmm. Were you ever at that point? And mm-hmm. if you were. When what caused you to change your thought process while going through that? For the people that are struggling in that yep. moment, like how could they navigate through those yep. moments? Because if you walked it, you know what I'm saying, if, I mean, if you could say the path of it, that would give them like a, the ability to walk through. It. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. So that's why I want to ask. So it's first, it's very subjective, right? Mm-hmm. So um, someone who struggles from alcoholism may not realize that for until they're in their 40s or 50s. Mm. or 60s they might not be able to come to that realization because for me right um i would describe it as i would categorize that point as when your life you know begins to become unmanageable so um but things with you know like opiates so percocet or heroin or um cocaine things like that substances like that are going to cause you to um surrender a lot quicker. Alcohol is more of a okay. drawn out process where you might not you might not realize that until you're in your 40s or 50s. You get a couple DUIs, you're getting fired from jobs. Mm. Um, but I would answer that question to say when your life begins to become unmanage- unmanageable. I can't answer that question for any person. I think right? there's a general rule of thumb. When I'm yeah, not going to answer that question. Yeah. yeah, I'm not yeah. going to answer that question for anyone. Right. So I I would say that I realized that in college, right? So. Mm-hmm. I think I did my first Percocet when I was 21 years old. You know, contrary to what people think, you don't just do a Percocet and you just get addicted. It doesn't really happen that way. So it kind of happens over time yeah. or any drug that you use. It kind of happens over time. It's kind of slow and it's progressive, right? So um, I did my first one when I was 21 years old. Didn't think I had an issue. I didn't really know what Percocet even was. I didn't even know it was addictive at the time that I did it. I just did it because a group of my roommates were doing it. Um, I had said no a couple times before. Peer pressure? Kind of peer pressure, mm-hmm. I guess so. I guess you can, I guess you can say that. Mm-hmm. So I tried it, right? Had no idea, right, the, the doors that it would open for me, you know, um, nine, ten years later, right? So I would say... I'm no longer peer pressuring you no more, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm asking you to be you so I would say... <laughs> you see how real you look I would say going into that, right? It kind of, it goes from, you know, you, 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 you try a half... Of a perk, yeah. uh, let's just say a half of a perk thirty, right? You try that, right? And then, um, a couple weeks later, you know, maybe you try one, and then a few months after that, then you try two, and then a couple 
months after that or a year after that, then you try three or four. So it kind of builds up. But I would say I knew I had a problem when things started happening in my life. So like I got fired from my job or like I couldn't pay my rent anymore or like family relationships with family members started breaking up. Like I was noticing things around me starting to unravel relationship with girlfriend and things like little things like that when people are starting to look in and notice. And it kind of took me to that first time that I had to actually walk into a treatment center to finally say to myself, like, okay, you officially have a problem. But okay. I would say a little bit before that, I knew that something needed to be corrected. Yeah. And it's, I think there's an important distinction that you, you kind of touched on in the, in the beginning. The first act of, like, let me try this, completely voluntary. It's mm-hmm. your intention. Whether, I mean, you may be, like, under the influence of something, but that new substance... Mm-hmm. It's, let me, you know, I'm going to try it. It's intentional, mm-hmm. right? It has no grasp on you. Right. But as you were saying that the timeline that kept going, mm-hmm. it becomes to the point where, like, I can't control it. My brain chemistry is changing. Right. My anatomy and my physiology in my brain, like the actual lobes and the gyri are changing to the point where even if I was choosing to, re- to refrain from it, my body needs it. Exactly. My body is going to act on its own, and I'm going to now consciously move past that realm of being able to control my normal thought level to the point where it's like my body's gonna get what it needs. Mm-hmm. That's where I think it's important for people to understand that the addiction is is real. Absolutely, that's it. So I just wanted to make that that point, and um, I wanted so I want to tie back a little bit because my main question while I was getting at with that with that ninth time mm-hmm. was what did you do differently mm-hmm. when you left that time mm-hmm. to make sure that it solidified that where you were going to all right this is different. Okay, so Could, this, do, you, do you have an idea of what, I, what that I, might? I can try, but listen, okay. every counselor in the world ask you that question about okay. treatment. So what are you going to do Because different? it worked. That's my thing. It's like, because right. it worked. So something, right. like, one thing... Something one, had to One, one cat, you know, like, uh, what is that? Snowball effect, something. Mm-hmm. You know, and I want to know what were you attributed to? I mean, to be honest with you, I just didn't get high. Like, just I just... Yeah, <laughs> no. I, I just, it but it took some right? fucking willpower. Right, yeah. It sounds, it sounds simple, and it takes a lot more than willpower, but, you know, under any circumstances, I just made a decision that, listen, I was not going to, no matter what, I don't care if I lose my job, I don't care if I get in an argument, I don't care if I stub my toe on the bed, because sometimes that's all it takes. I don't care if I stub my toe on the bed, I don't Mm. care if I get in a fight with my girlfriend, I'm not getting high under any circumstances. Mm. And, you know, I kind of stuck to that, and like, a lot of prayer, a lot of faith, um, a lot of, you know, eliminating old relationships, and not putting myself in similar situations that um, can lead me to getting high and cutting off people mm. that were in my life that could lead me to getting high. Like, yeah. I was not willing to put anyone or have anyone in my life or anything in my life that was going to jeopardize me to use again. Yeah. Okay. Um, would it be safe to assume that it was obviously harder before it got easier, right? Mm-hmm. So during those moments, and I know you said I know you said you made that agreement or that distinction. <clears throat> would you say it was like? Um, just pure determination that kept you from giving in in those darker moments in the beginning? Or, like, was it the prayer? Like, was it meditation? Like, what was it? Yeah, did you have a stronger why? Like, I I would say it's a culmination of everything, to be honest with you. Like, a culmination of everything. So, um, just, you know, accountability with certain people. Um, accountability for myself. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, finding that why. A lot of deep you know, soul searching um, within myself. Um, and just finally, just to be honest with you, just in the most simple terms, like just making a decision in my mind that like, listen, under no circumstances, I don't care what happens, I'm not getting high. Like, because it doesn't do anything, but it just compounds everything and makes it worse. Mm. You know what I mean? Like sometimes we get in this mindset 
as you know people in recovery that oh okay because that's how we used to cope with our with our problems was okay well you know i just got fired from my job so if i get high it'll just be i won't think about it i'll sit on the couch for two hours and you know i won't have to think about it for the next five hours and i'll be fine it just makes things worse because eventually you're going to get right back on that path that you were on you're going to be using you know one a day is going to turn into seven a day you're going to drain all the money in your bank account you're going to ruin the relationship with your friends girlfriends parents and then eventually you're going to i mean if you're lucky you know you're going to end up in a treatment center if not you know, like many people, you, you might not, you might yeah. not make it to a treatment center. So. Right, BDN. Yeah. Right, right, so. right. Now, throughout your your process of, you know, I, you know, elaborating on where you came from and some of the struggles that you had to deal with going in and out of, you know, treatment, where, or what have you seen, rather, has been some of the issues that may be a little bit more prevalent to, like, black communities mm-hmm. dealing with, you know, opioid or substance use disorders or addiction in general? Absolutely. Have you noticed any trends? around like black communities black male you know anything of, of that nature i would say that the, so one being pride so mm. so people being too prideful to come out and say like i okay. have a problem yeah. because that was huge for me okay. as well mm-hmm. right um and then just the fact that you know we have this stereotype that as black men we're not supposed to show our emotions and we're not supposed to um, well, men in general, but specifically black men Absolutely. have this stereotype that we're not supposed to show our emotions and we're supposed to be strong. And, um, you know, I think those are two, at least for me, I can only speak on my experiences and a little bit of what I see. So I know for me, you know, a huge issue was just coming out and being too prideful, being shame, be, honestly, to be too shameful to say in front of my friends and in front of my family that I have a problem, you know what I mean? And that I'm abusing drugs. Um And it just shouldn't be that way because if someone, no matter what they need help with, if someone needs help because they're abusing drugs, if someone needs help because, you know, they, they, they have something pressing on their mind that they need to get off their chest. If someone needs help because, um, I don't know, they have a disease, they should be able to come to someone and tell someone that they feel that they have a close enough relationship with that, listen, I'm going through something and I'm crying out for, I'm asking you for help. Help me. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. Um, because you said that you told, um, you said it was like it was a t- it was tough for you to say that you had a problem mm-hmm. to your family and friends. After you told them that you had a problem, mm-hmm. how did you feel in the moment? Um, I felt like I let them down. I feel like that's natural. I felt like I let them down. I felt like they were disappointed <clears throat> in me. Mm-hmm. I felt like a failure. I felt like um, a disappointment if I yeah. didn't already say that. Um, I just felt there was a sense of relief. So there mm-hmm. was a sense of relief, like I got this off my chest. Um, it's not, it's not hidden anymore. It's out in the open. But at that point, I felt like I needed to, like there was just more of a sense of urgency, like I got to get this together because, yeah. you know, like I got to get this together. Mm-hmm. How'd that make you feel though afterwards? As far as what? Like your friends and family, like they were obviously, like obviously after you told them that you had an issue, like right. um, your immediate perspective is like you know you let them down and mm-hmm. stuff, but it's like just. Um, Speak to, can you speak to, like, how they made you feel going through your process? Because I feel like a lot of people need to understand that in order for them to get through things that mm -hmm. they're going through, they're going to need to, to a degree, you know, depend on the people that love them. Absolutely. Just because you can't go through something fully alone. You need it. It takes a team to get through things sometimes. My family was extremely, extremely supportive. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for my family, friends, Mm -hmm. um, people that you know, showed up with me week after week for Teach One Feet. Like, I would not be here today, and Teach One Feet One would not be here today if it wasn't for those people. So, like, I would not be 
March 14th, I'll have three years clean. That would not be possible without my family, mom, dad, um, sister, brother, other immediately immediate family members, close friends. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't have that support. So a lot of people are going through this battle alone, which is why we started Teach One Feed One to begin with. Right. So to answer your question, they made me feel um, aside from the feelings I had within myself, they made me feel a lot better. They were very supportive. They were there whenever I needed them. There were some instances where we had some differences, but that's expected. It was my fault. But they were very supportive throughout the entire process. Let me let me ask you this. And let me go to the other side of the spectrum real quick. For people out there that have had this problem, for you as a person, what do you use mm-hmm. as your motivation? Mm-hmm. Um, like, so- of course, like you have your you have you have your businesses, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about what what do you motivate within yourself? How do you motivate yourself mm-hmm. every day within yourself? Mm-hmm. I, I, I would, I would, yeah, I want to, yeah, I would like to t- for you to touch on that. So what forms of motivation do I use? Correct. Okay, so, I mean, listen, my motivation comes, of course, I listen to a lot of motivational speakers, but my motivation, for me, it comes from within. Like, I'm just trying to be, very simply put, right. <laughs> I'm just trying to be better than the person that I was yesterday. Like, Amen. that's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm... I, I, I'm not trying to project into the future, mm-hmm. right? I'm not trying to, to dwell on what happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. All I can control, I'm a huge component of controlling what I can control. And brick not, by brick. Right, big, brick by brick. Right. Um, and, you know, like I said, I'm a huge component of controlling what I can control and not worrying about the things that I can't control because for people in, in recovery, they can tell you that that's a huge reason why they probably used um, was trying to control things that they could not control. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I had to let that go for myself. Okay. Do you have a second question? No, that was not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what I think is um, something that that really is, is important is, okay, so let's forward to the things that you've accomplished, mm-hmm. right? So the business um, the business that you have, right? you have Teach One, Feed One, you have your Amped Up Suites, you have your... Um, Amped uh, up sweets. We brought where we were we at. We we yeah. we're gonna eat some food she and you were like, I'm not gonna eat this cake. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna eat this cake because it's That's not amped up, up sweets. Yeah. I got hungry <laughs> thinking where, where, about it. Listen. Where were we? That's my girl. Right. Well, we were somewhere oh, and I was like, I'm oh, not the, eating. Uh, the his his birthday barbecue. That's right. Yeah, because when they brought the cake out for your birthday and I was like, I'm not eating this if it's not amped up sweets. If it's not amped up sweets. Yeah, but so so amped up sweets are in our junk removal and then. Uh, smells lovely cleaning. So you kind of you kind of bringing all those into fruition. You know, uh, we have 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 this podcast. We're trying to project. We're trying to inform. We're trying to mm-hmm. inspire the community. You know, he has uh, the room is black. Yes, right? the room is black. So like artistic uh, exploration and you know expression. You know, press has Vochem, which is all you know as a group effort. You know, see mm-hmm. the peace and knowing. And then you have Teach One Fee One and everything that you do. Have you yes. noticed that people that. <laughs> people, people in your in your in your past experience are easier, or, or is it easier for them to come to you because now they feel like they can talk to you because of what you did, based mm-hmm. on where you've been. So like the Say outlet, that one more time for me. so the outlet for you, <laughs> right? Loaded, so wasn't it? Yeah, the, the outlet for where you're at now. It's uh-huh. like, damn, he did it. Uh-huh. Now I feel like, yo, I can actually talk to somebody, and it's actually possible right. versus something seeing on the media. Like, yo, right. this is somebody in my community. Uh-huh. Do you feel like that has been something that you've noticed? Right, especially with people like when you do things uh-huh. and they see it, like yo, this is my community. Whether it's music, whether it's what you came from, right? Whether it's junk removal, whether it's teach one fee one nonprofits, have you noticed that individuals have been able to come up to you or have at least extended that branch, or you've noticed conversations that have lent more towards like yo, like this is actually what I've been dealing with. This is the realer side of me. Like yo, can you support me 
in, in whatever I'm, I'm dealing with. Have you noticed that at all? In terms of teach one, feed one? Teach one, feed one, anything that the opioid substance abuse disorder. Oh, my God, yeah. So, so listen, I'm, I'm not that self-righteous to say that's the reason why they, they reached out, but that's literally, like, the reason why we started Teach One, Feed mm -hmm. One. So people can look at me, right, or look at um, the things that, that we do. Or if they want to, they can just look at me specifically because mm -hmm. they can connect with me on a certain level and say, mm -hmm. damn, I was where this guy was six months ago, and now he's doing that, mm -hmm. you know? So that is the reason why, like, solely why we started Teach One, Feed One was for people to look at me and say, if that guy can do it, mm -hmm. because I can promise you, right, other than a very few people, like there's nothing that someone can tell me that they did that I didn't do too. I can promise you that. So if they can look at me and they can say, if that guy can do it, then I can too. Yeah. Then that, that is literally the reason why we started Teach One Feet One. So to answer your question, I hope that's the reason why yeah. they reach out to me. And to answer your question, yes, people do. Whether that's the reason why, I don't know, but I hope that's the reason why. Yeah. Yeah. So it was my thought was, you know, was the, was the gap able to be bridged? closer to home because i know when you said you first started teach one feed when it was in kensington mm -hmm. so i'm thinking like okay narstown individuals montgomery county they see you mm -hmm. do they feel now like oh being so close to home mm -hmm. that all right even though he's did it in kensington and you know he talks about a story being in kensington like yo i still have that avenue now to come speak to him have you noticed a lot of in-house absolutely individuals yeah absolutely bro the reason why we started in kensington is only because obviously if you don't know kensington is like one of the most drug populated yes, areas in crazy. the country not just in in Pennsylvania so right, right. Um, and a big part of my story was in Kensington as well so we just wanted to affect we just wanted to have I guess the biggest impact on the most amount of people as possible we could have went to the Narstown Transportation Center and did the same thing but if you've been to Kensington there's the mass there's just a massive amount of people in Kensington so that's why we chose Kensington um, to go down there you know in the beginning so beautiful I love it I love it because you know at the end of the day when, when you really look at some of the things that you talk about in your, and I keep bringing up your podcast because it kind of surmises a lot of what we're speaking on now, mm -hmm. right? A lot of the principles, it's, you know, being grateful, perspective shifts. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that uh, uh, Stephen, I wrote it down because it was amazing. Um, you said, uh, wait, where was that? You said you, you'd rather someone live the sermon than to preach the sermon. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, I kind of want to uh, get an idea from actually from everybody. So where do you feel like uh, moving forward? In so just, I don't want to interrupt ahead. you. So yeah. it, it's, a, it's Inky Johnson, right? Inky Johnson. Okay. Inky okay. Johnson said this, and I don't know if he's the original quoter because sure. some, everyone got something from someone, right? So right. Stephen, Stephen Covey, I, yeah. I quote a lot of Stephen Covey, but he got a lot of his stuff from Aristotle. So Aristotle's that dude. Inky Johnson said, some people don't need you to preach a sermon. Okay. Some people need to see you live one, Correct. which was so impactful for me because it made perfect sense. And it was like, listen, I know you just went through something, you know, terrible where you just witnessed, you know, your, your brother pass away because of an overdose. Right. Yeah. That's extremely impactful on you. And I know that that's, you know, going to cause you to 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 go through a lot of pain and a lot of struggle. But. Um, and if I was to say this to someone, I would try and preface this the, the right way without being insensitive of what just happened to them, but I would I would try and word it in a way that says, like, maybe this happened for a reason. Maybe you were called to do something greater. Maybe mm. your brother's name was mm. called to do something greater, and just because he's gone physically doesn't mean he can't impact millions of lives. Just his name. His name can just impact millions of lives right. here on Earth. Right. Yeah. So some people need to see you live that sermon yeah. so they can connect with that, and they can, maybe the person, your neighbor who 
who, you know, came over and, and seen that your brother passed away from an overdose, maybe that's going to cause him not to use drugs. Mm-hmm. So if you look at it from that perspective, yeah, I understand that it's incredibly difficult, and I'm not telling you that your brother passing away is not difficult, but right. maybe it was to, to serve a greater purpose. Right, mm-hmm. right, absolutely, absolutely. And what where I was going, and I'm glad you clarified that, because it gives some light to, you know, the whole... The whole the adage of that right so like living what you talk about just don't don't speak about it a lot of the things that we had talked about in some previous episodes was how social media affects that uh-huh. right so like watching people and viewing people from the lens of oh well that's you know that's comp- uh, not competition but that's comparative like now mm-hmm. i gotta i gotta see and i think you now I'm, I'm gonna butcher a little bit but i'm paraphrasing you said <laughs> that uh you're you're comparing your inner life to mm-hmm. like what they what their external world is, is creating social them media to be a is a social place media. where we compare our insides with other people's outside exactly right. exactly so we had talked about it a lot and how do you how do you That's guys fair. think around this topic of like mental health addiction and kind of you know putting putting that fucking f- ass, your ass on the line fire to your ass to create and just do things how do you feel like what do you feel like is the best the best move forward for individuals in, in this light when they really like because social media is a huge thing it's like consuming especially because mm-hmm. you said like we're at our house things are happening not in the world so we're at our, our we're at our house we're on it more right so we're, we're consuming more and we talked about this on some of the previous episodes um i think what people have to realize is um happiness is not in other things Happiness is within you, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I feel like a lot of people don't understand that, and social media is an extension of that because they get down on themselves because they feel like other people are doing things because people show their highlights, right? Absolutely. So people feel like other people are doing things that they think would make them happy. And you mm. see this in excess every day because you're scrolling and scrolling and you're seeing nothing but consistent highlights and highlights and highlights. Look at it like this, right? We all grew up watching sports highlights, right? We did. And we all grew up wanting to maul somebody because we <clears throat> saw maul somebody on ESPN. Right. We saw Kobe shoot the J in somebody's face on ESPN. So oh. everybody wanted to call Kobe when right. they shot the J, too. right? So imagine what social media is doing when you're scrolling and scrolling and scrolling all day, right? You are subconsciously thinking to yourself that you want to be doing all the things that you're seeing other people see. I mean, uh, you're conscious, subconsciously thinking that you want to do what you see other people doing, right? That's being fed into your brain. And that causes people to go into, like, to, in my opinion, that causes some people to go into, like, depressive mindsets. And then once you realize, like, that's not happiness, what you see on TV, that's not, that's not, what, that's not happiness. Yeah. Happiness is what you said, waking up, saying three things that you're um, grateful. grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, happiness is... Knowing that you had a problem and you solved it because we all feel some type of gratifying feeling when we solve a problem, right? Mm-hmm. Think about it. Like, you feel really good when you solve that math problem as good a kid, shit, when you math. put that project together, <laughs> you know, when you approach that girl. All problems that we were faced with that we somehow figured out how to solve. Yeah. So once you realize happiness is in the things that you do, mm-hmm. you realize everything that you see really isn't that important. It's all about how you project. It's all about what you view. And it's all about how you take in the things that happen to you. Because because I'm just saying, because good and bad things are going to happen. There's mm-hmm. no way that we can get around it, right? You're entitled to feel the emotions that you feel because you're a human being. And that's what makes you human is your ability to take in feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you looking like that? Um, this guy, man. <laughs> but um, you got to, that's, that's what, like, uh, just to piggyback off of what, a little bit of what he was saying, is like 
that's 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 a step forward that you got to yeah. figure out that happiness is in you, not <clears throat> in the things that you think it is. Mm. All I was going to say was going off of what you said right. as far as happiness is. I'm reading a book right now by Maxwell Maltz. It's called Psycho Cybernetics, and he says, "Show that CJ." by Maxwell Maltz. He says, "There is no way to happiness. Happiness is the way." Mm. So that's fine. Yep, yeah. exactly. That's fire. It's exactly what you were just saying. So. Yeah. Happiness is the way. That's the step mm. forward. You got to figure out that it's already in you. Right. Mm. You just have to figure out where it is in you. Exactly. Look inward. Look inward, man. That That's... Oh, my God. I love this. But you know, a lot of motherfuckers just don't know how to do that. Okay, raw shit. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for this for the whole do that. Like, I was waiting for this. You What's know, up? What you mean? Because I just, you know, I just don't like people like... Who preach it but don't do it? Yeah, that's that. Right. And you know what I'm right. saying. And and that's the shit, shit that that's the type of shit that pisses me off. You know what I'm saying. You have to for me to listen to the sermon. You have to practice what you preach. Absolutely. You know, just as you which what you were saying, Darnell. Like I just that I'm a big mo. I like that. That's right there. If you follow what you say, yeah. Then I'm a then I'm a listen to what you have to say. Understood. You know, because you are you are a product of your environment. You are a walking example. You walk it like you talk. Exactly. Yeah. And I can always respect <laughs> it if you walk it like you talk. Okay. <laughs> okay. But at the end of the day, if you don't, if but if you but if you if you don't live that type of life. You know what I'm saying? And if you can't even admit that you live that type of life, there's right. something wrong with you. Right? They're not looking there's inward. They're not looking inward. But they're you want to preach it like you do or like all these things are happening to you. What are you placing out there? Like, what? Like you know what I'm saying? Like, I had a conversation with somebody the other day. Uh-oh. And, you know. Do tell. You know what I'm saying? He said to me, <laughs> he said to me, what did he say to me? He said, I don't trust people. You know, just a good yeah. friend of mine. He was like, it's just hard for you to trust people. people. Or just like- no, I mean, we were having a personal conversation. So okay. black people. He would, yeah, yeah. No, he just don't trust people, period. Oh, okay. And I was like, well, you know, man, and I told him straight up, I was like, you know, if you don't trust people, it's because people can't trust you. Mm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because Say like, it one more time. Right. <laughs> if you can't trust people, That's it's because people right. can't trust you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I said that to him at, because you have to look at that. Like, if you can't trust no, nobody around you, it's because nobody around you can trust the things that you do. Mm. You need to you you need to give, you know, what Ooh. you what you want to receive. Yep. You know, Ooh. so I you know, if you don't live that type of life, I don't want to hear you preaching it. I'm gonna call mm. you out every time. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> like Very I just that, that's just me. That's just me who I am, but at the end of the day, it's just like, nah. I, that's why you know what I'm saying. That's why we wanted to get you up here, Darnell, because you walk it like you talking. I appreciate and, it. And you know, and absolutely. And earlier, I wanted to I yeah. wanted to also say something to you over text, but I wanted to tell you to your face mm-hmm. because when you and I asked you, you know, to send me like a list of your accomplishments, and you said, you know, you really haven't feel like you accomplished anything. Mm-hmm. I wanted to tell you right, like I said, I wanted to say it to you over text, but I wanted to just mm-hmm. say it to you, man to man. The day, every day that you get better, that's an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. So I don't want you ever like downplaying what you do. I see you're humble. You're humble. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I always <laughs> tell my man's here be humble all the time. <laughs> and God. you're being humble, and I feel that. Football. But I just, but I'm just saying. <laughs> right. But I just want you to know, like, for me talking to somebody, like you know, I haven't been through the struggle that you have been through, mm-hmm. you know. But I have been through a struggle, mm-hmm. you know. So struggle to struggle. You know what I'm saying? Every day that you are doing what you wasn't doing before mm-hmm. is always an accomplishment. 
agree. You know what I'm saying? Because nobody can ever tell me that I don't accomplish nothing every day right. by living a life with three different baby moms and mm -hmm. raising my kids, raising four different kids. Mm. You know, you can never tell me I'm not accomplishing a damn thing. Because mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you straight to your face, you a motherfucking lie. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> that shit. You know what I'm saying? So, so like nobody can ever make me feel bad about right what there. I do because I handle my situation the way I handle it. Right. But I'm just giving that to in the comparison of what you do because at the end of the day, you always become a better person every day doing what you got to do. I'm a huge component of that. As well. Damn. I couldn't agree with you more. So Damn. when you asked that question, right? I was what I was going to say was something like, you know, as far as like. Um, I didn't know what, what direction you were going, but for me, right, yeah. I, I think I mentioned this in the podcast as well, I'm a huge component of who you become, right, is far more important than what you acquire right? along your journey, whatever your journey may be, sure. you know, school, whatever the case may be, so who you become is far more important than what you acquire, and my accomplishment would be who I've become over these past three years, so that would be Amen. my biggest accomplishment by far, Amen. who I'm striving to become moving forward. I respect that. Yeah, definitely. You have no choice that. but to. Exactly. I have no choice but to. Yeah, man. That's. I love this because this this is perfect for me because and, and us as a unit because obviously there's four black men up here speaking our vulnerability, speaking our truths. It's beautiful because you also touched upon how important that is and how you've noticed that in other cultures. Right. Like you spoke about Irish. You talked yeah. spoke about Italians who keep it, yeah. for lack of a better term, like within within the family, right, mm -hmm. within the unit. So. Us having this discussion right here is really aimed at that, right? So we talk about mental health, talk about black youth, black um, culture and mental health. But what do you feel like is the missing piece? You know, I know you're gonna, you touched on pride a little bit. Mm -hmm. but where else do you feel like is the missing piece where we just don't get it about the unity coming together to make the sums equal more? Am I saying this right? As the whole, more, the, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Something mm -hmm. like that. There we go. Mm -hmm. So as, as a black community, right, as in comparison to other communities you spoke about. Um, that's a yeah. That's <laughs> I wish I had the answer to that listen, question. I'm ask I would, shit, so. If I did no, if I did have the answer to the question, like listen, I would try and get that out yeah. as much as possible so we can solve that as quickly as possible. Yeah. But you know, I think to a smaller degree, like you know, we're 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 in competition with each other, which mm. can be healthy to an extent, sure. but sometimes it's to a fault. And I think why do you think we are as a community? I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> That's cool. I don't, I don't know. know. But it's the perspective. That's what yeah, we got. Like we're in it's like we're in competition with with you know with each other in in a like not healthy manner. Yeah, like in a yeah. um, like we're pitted against each other. Like yeah, it's the only way yeah. To be. And I, and I don't think it should be that way. Yeah. Like I mentioned in the in, in the podcast, like you just brought up, you know, people which I admire. Like people in the Italian culture, I I was saying this because I admire it. Like. They they take pride in doing business and and working with people in the in the Italian community. Like, I love that. You know what I mean. I wish we would be more like that. Yeah. Right. I have an opinion on it. I, right. I asked. The, I'm sorry. I asked the question because I feel like I have an answer on it. Right. And it oh. might be a little bit far fetched, but I feel like it's a to my in my opinion. I feel like it's a generational thing, and it's a mindset mm. that's okay. passed down through generations, mm -hmm. and. I don't want to take like I don't want to say it's a direct linear line. Actually, you know what? Fuck it, it is. Um, <laughs> it's like it's like when you research like and remember we're not that far removed from slavery. We're not. Mm -hmm. It seems like it's forever ago because it's a black and white photos and we got high definition now, but we're not that far fetched from mm -hmm. it. And it's like you got to understand the mindset of people that were passed down through these generations because when when you were in that slave mindset. 
you know, you wanted to appeal to your master because you didn't want to worry about being beaten that day, right? Mm. So when you take that, I see your faces over there, but it's like, you got to remember, like, these are ancestors of families, (laughs) and it's like, people, people, for lack of better, I mean, no, um, no pun intended, but they were beaten into this mindset, right? Where it's like, I have to show that I am better than these people because I don't want my master to do something to me. Mm. So you then take that mindset and you start raising your families over it and it get that same mindset gets passed down through generations and generations society has changed but mindsets really haven't mm-hmm. right so yeah we're not in slavery anymore physically but that mindset that existed back then that that exists to a degree in a lot of parts of this a lot of parts of these communities so i feel mm-hmm. like that's why like we have that competitive nature because it is healthy competitiveness mm-hmm. is healthy to a degree but to the, to what you're talking about, like I gotta I gotta stunt on him. I gotta yeah. have the nicest car. I gotta have the nicest shoes. I gotta have mm-hmm. the nicest chick. It's because I'm in competition. That it's, it's a mindset that we yeah. would just learn from. It's a generational thing. Yeah. So that that generational my, mentality is what, you know, beating it into it for that competition. It breeds. It's almost like you said. It was like pitting pit each other against each other. <clears throat> and when you look at it, I think one of the big areas is that we need to understand is we got to have conversations that are, that are built around these topics. Right. Where you got to have conversations that are built around like, look, and we touched upon it previously. It's not to throw us a bone, but it's for us to be aware. Mm-hmm. So now we can maneuver differently when we go into these areas that have opportunity that we don't see based on that fixed mindset. Right. So I think that that's really what it's coming to is the opportunity that is there for when black communities get together, like-minded individuals, high-driven individuals, maybe that don't necessarily have that backing, or maybe uh, or maybe they're very raw into that into that avenue they want to get into. Because, uh, like, for myself, like, wanting to start a podcast, very raw into it, loved it, but again, it didn't come to fruition until I had these, this backing, and I really, I really pinpointed that that was the reason, right? I had that unity, and I was like, you know what? This is something that I really thrive on and that I love to be a part of. It's uh, part of, excuse me, sorry about that, it's um, part of the, the unity that really gives me what it's going. Yeah, I'll take that, whatever. Whatever I'll take it on that. But uh, it, it, was for, it was important. But um, I think that is, that is one of the conversations that are big. I mean, what, touch upon it from your angle, right? So where, the struggles that you've dealt with, talking about pinning each other against. You said you had that conversation with a friend mm-hmm. about trust. So in your projects, like The Room is Black, um, Vochem as a whole, this, where do you feel like we can maneuver as a community to kind of bridge some of these gaps, especially with the stigma and, you know, based off the the theory that uh, the intellect over there has provided us with? <laughs> <laughs> That's what he is. <laughs> I feel like I need to be like, all right, just so one more time. <laughs> like Darnell said it to you, like, all right, so one more time. I get to get laser with my. Yeah. I had to, yeah, I had to. I'll take that, I'll take that. I get to get laser with that. I just like to paint the picture before I lead you into, you know. Just I feel you, I feel you. So one more time. Fuck out of here. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking question. Bank, what are your views on the topic at hand? Yeah, but, you know, spicy, like. You know, spicy. Like, spicy, like. You know, spice it up. But, yeah. Very um, uh, to be honest with you, too, like, for all of us, I'm the I'm the raw dude here, so, like, how loud I'm to give you to the end to, like, a lot of people just need to be stop being stupid. You know, a lot of people need to start making better decisions. Okay. Right, so, like, you know what I'm saying? So that that's that's the way we turn that. You, the, the way to hit that curve, you have to just, 
like I said before, walking like you talking. You know, you can't be... It's crazy because, like, for instance, I do The Room is Black mm -hmm. because there is a lot of talent out here in the world that just a lot of people just don't know about. And I like to show off that talent because of the simple fact, like, I know people right now who make music that I think, in my personal opinion, are better than the actual people that are actually famous. Okay. You know, so I like showcasing that talent just for the simple fact that I can show you greatness. Mm. You know what I'm saying? This is greatness right here. This is somebody who is great at what they do. And I believe that we all just need to discover the greatness within ourselves. So therefore, we can automatically become better people. Mm. And that's what I use the room is black for, because I want somebody to see your greatness. I want somebody to see your difference. I want somebody to be able to hear and see your story for how you want to tell it. And that's why it's in the complete black room, because I want nobody else to be focused on anything else. I don't want no cars in the background. I don't want no diamonds glistening. I don't want no grill. I just want you. And I think some people like as us as a community, we need to just start with ourselves. So you got to see the greatness in yourself in order to want to change. Mm. I love it. Thank you for that that rawness. My the only real out. revolution happens right inside of you. Correct. Yeah, Cole okay, said player. that, right? Who said it's that not Cole? me. Okay. I heard it in the song. It was a Cole song. And, and Darnell, I mean, just from what he said earlier, you know, you already hit this platform. I, I would love to see you on The Room is Black. What's up? My man, listen. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Like, so, like my man said, funny, because he already had a project dropped on Apple Music. Right. right. And and you talked a little bit about that, but I want you to go into more depth, right? Because it was interesting. You, you started to go into it, but I paused and I had to get that real so y'all can catch us on camera. So go ahead. Actually, how did that come to fruition, man? So, yeah. So the podcast kind of came into fruition. It was never intended to be a podcast, right? So naturally, I like to write. Uh, I'm a writer. I like to write. Do many people know that about you? They, um, maybe. They might. Okay. Um, I like to write. I enjoy it. It's therapeutic for me, right? So over these past two or three years, I've just been writing down things that like I've noticed or like little ideas that come into my mind. I'm driving to Wawa in the, in the morning and something pops into my head. I write it down in my notes, right? So the podcast is probably three years later of that. It's just three years of ideas that I've just put down on paper and mm. then I kind of had to piece it together because... I don't even write like that. Like, there's some people, when I would go in and to record, there's some, you know, uh, I don't know what you call them, mixers or DJers or the producers, they would say that, you know, some guys would come in and write something right then and there and record it. I don't write that way. I need to, like, take my time. The same way. I respect right. that. Right. I, respect I don't write that, that way. I can't right. do that. Like, mm -hmm. I, I might write something, right, and then if I, if I lose my train of thought or if I lose, like, my... Fire! I'll stop writing. Stop writing and come, come back. back to it. I won't come back until like three weeks until something hits me again. Correct. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's just how right. it's that's, that's the process. That's the process. Right. And that's why it's so well written. That's how I write. So, that's how I write. Um, it was never intended to be a podcast, right? It was okay. intended to be a blog, and I was gonna put uh. a, I was gonna put um, like a week or two weeks together and put a different photo up um, and call it the Teach One Feed One Blog Series. However, when I put what I had written down, it ex it exceeded Instagram's um, capacity. Yeah. What do you call it? Character capacity. Character, right? oh. so Character limit. It nice didn't let me put. It didn't let me put it into a post. So I had no choice. I had someone. I don't even know who it was, but someone said, "Why don't you record it?" And I was like, "That's dumb. I'm not doing that." <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then I actually thought about it for like 20 minutes, and I was like, "You know what? I think that's actually a pretty good idea." So I recorded right. the first one. We got a lot of good feedback. I recorded the second one. We got more good feedback. Yeah. And then. 
you know, people started saying, like, why don't you just not put them on social media anymore and just kind of create a podcast? And then it kind of came into fruition that way. You work with Michael, right? Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah, C-H-E-A. Um, I would say his handle, but I forget his handle. I forget it, too. Uh, it's like Michael MX. Yeah. No hard feelings, Michael. We're going to put it on. We're going to watch yeah. it. Drop it. Follow Michael. We're going to put it up here for you. CJ Shaw right there. Yeah, CJ Shaw right there. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. That's awesome. That's why, you know, the rumor is black. So, like, you express, you express how, you know, you bring that, that avenue into yeah. that platform. So, I wanted to t- him to touch on, you know, kind of how his uh, artistic light came right. to fruition. Mm-hmm. And you Sorry. so you're doing that though, right? You do it. You gonna get on the black? <laughs> yeah, My man, all right. My man, all right. Next episode. <laughs> Listen, that'd be hot. Hey man, I just I see how everything you see how everything comes full circle. Yeah, that'd be kind of dope. Kind yeah. of put a little mm-hmm. Okay yeah. I, I don't know what I'm thinking But I'm thinking Thinking I like shit. what you're okay. thinking <laughs> So I got a question So you don't have to um, Answer if you don't want to Because I know some people Like to keep things secret But Talk What's next for you? For me? Oh wow Um that is a, a really big question. In terms of what? I like that um, question, too. I'm on yeah. the dirty. All right, break it down in both... <laughs> <laughs> break it down in both aspects, you know, uh-huh. personally and professionally. Like, yeah. um, because, uh, like, do you see Teach One, Feed One, like, um, and I'm... And, Sorry, part of my ignorance, but like I don't know how big Teach One Feed One is. I know mm-hmm. it's big, but I just don't know how big it is from a geographical standpoint. So, mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, but let's say it's just like a Montgomery County, Philadelphia County, like the neighboring counties, right? right, right. Like, is that where you want to necessarily keep it, or do you want Teach One Feed One to be a national cause? Um, something like in uh, relation to like, uh, was it Susie B. Komen? Um, like some those like those types of foundations. Like, mm-hmm. where do you see Teach One Feed One? So that's part one to the question. But also, like, what's next for Darnell the person? Mm-hmm. Like, where do you see life going? Like, um, do you plan on always staying in this area? Do you plan on venturing out to like a California, Florida, Texas, etc., wherever? Like, okay. what does that look like? Okay, yeah. So for Teach One Feed One, right now, like I was just talking to Evan before we even started. So I'm in. Um, you know, delegation is my best friend right now in, far in in terms of all of anything I do, teach one, feed one, everything that I'm involved with. So, you know, um, I'm trying to delegate as much as I can with teach one, feed one, so I can and we can, you know, travel and try and do what we do here in other areas. So we just got back from Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to a um, we went to a rehab in Houston. We did something very similar to what we do here over in Houston. Um, we've been to Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, we've been to Atlanta, Georgia. We've been to Cleveland, Ohio a couple times. We've been to Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and we've been somewhere else as well. But basically, to answer your question, I'm trying to make Teach One, Feed One the um, American Red Cross for addiction. So if you know anything about American Red Cross, they respond to like national tragedy tragedies. So like when Hurricane Katrina happened, mm. American Red Cross was there mm-hmm. to help the people who were affected by it. We want to respond to crises, I guess, related to addiction. Like a mobile crisis unit. Exactly. Maybe like that, but, you know, we hear something on 
social media, we come across something. Someone tells us this story about some lady in Oklahoma whose son just passed away because of an overdose, and now, you know, she he left two sons behind, and it's Christmas. We want to show up on their door that on Christmas, if Christmas is right there, two weeks away. We want to show up with kit with presents for the kids. There's got to be an app for that. Yeah, you got to make an app. You know, we want to show up with Christmas with, with presents for yeah, the kids. Crazy, just to, like, they're kids, right? So you can only relate to them on a certain level. That. We can't really you know mentor them at that age but what can kids respond to like you show up with presents they're going to be happy for it they just lost their father you know stuff like that so a lot of supportive services a lot of supportive services a lot of supportive in terms of like people just getting out of treatment and they don't have their mom in their life they don't have their dad in their life because they ruined they burned that bridge they ruined that relationship and their parents gave up on them and they said listen i don't want anything to do with you anymore um they don't have any friends because they ruined those relationships just mending that gap with them and letting them know like listen i don't know if you have anyone else in your life but we're here like if you meet us halfway we're not going to do things for you mm. but if we see that you want it we're going to meet you halfway and we're going to do just as much for you so that's kind of the the whole idea of teach one feed one like when we, we went to houston we came across two guys um and we basically told them like listen we had the rehab pick out two guys that were doing everything they could from a sobriety standpoint so they're going to all their na or aa meetings um, mm. They're um, following all the house rules. They're abiding by all of the house rules. They're doing everything, and they came in, you know, well recommended by their counselor. Um, but were conversely struggling to meet and make ends meet financially. So, like in a sober home, usually you're required to pay rent weekly because it's uncertain. You might mm. pay rent this week, but next week you might use and you might be forced to leave the house. So, their mm. rent is $150 per week. Right, so we basically told them for the next four weeks, if you guys number one stay clean, mm. number two if you abide by all of the house rules, and we get a good report from your house manager or counselor every Monday, we are going to pay your rent for the next four weeks. So, mm. you know, like basically, so they don't have to worry about that. Like, listen, just keep doing what you're doing. We heard that you guys are doing great, staying yeah. clean. We know that you're you're not able to work too many hours, or you don't have a car, so you can't get to the job that you want to get to so you're forced to work a job that's you're only making you know seven dollars an hour yeah we understand circumstances like that arise when you're when you're trying to get clean and, and rebuild your life <clears throat> we got the financial side we'll take care of that for you just stay clean mm. so, so you found that those incentives work a lot yes yeah yes not every time not every time because like i said for most people unfortunately relapse is a part of their story it's just it's just the way it's it's failing right so failure is a part of a lot of people's story and it's how you learn so relapse is a part of it's unfortunately it's, it's, it's a part of the process for yeah. a lot of people like yeah. i said there's going to be people who go to treatment one time and they get it they stay clean you know i don't know how they do it but there's some people who do it i know people who have been to treatment 30 times i know people who have been to treatment one time yeah it's very subjective and you never know mm. okay so so what about the, what about the personal the personal for yeah, me yeah like like what's next you're, you're for not Dar like now. my answer like listen it's very very humbling <laughs> it's very boring like i just in all honesty though man like listen i'm i'm a very simple dude i'm just trying to be better than the person that i was yesterday so like mm. um when you ask me like what do you you know what what motivates you i wish i would have said like gratitude things like gratitude and things like um being grateful for what i have in life today like that is very centering for me and very humbling for me and like what motivates me because very easily we as human beings i think we things happen in our lives and we kind of look in ourselves and we say like why me or why did this mm -hmm. have to happen to mm -hmm. me when you know there's 
if you look at it from another perspective, there's someone who's probably very grateful, would be very grateful to, to be in your shoes. Like there's someone who, like you probably ate today. There's a lot of people who did not eat today. Or when you go home, you're going to go get in your bed. You're not even going to think about it. You're just going to get in your bed. You're going to get under the covers and you're going to go to sleep. There's people right now who are sleeping, you know, outside who are going to sleep cold tonight. Yeah. Mm. You know, whether it's their fault or not, just be grateful that you're in a position to be able to do that. Talk. Yeah. 100% right. You're 100% right. So, so what's next for Darnell? <laughs> <laughs> and let, me, and let me preface this. It's uh-huh. not boring because it's your reality. Mm-hmm. That, that's what we want. We want the real, right. real reality. We want, mm-hmm. we, want, we want what you are actually going through in your living. That's the right. important connection we're trying to make, right? Mm-hmm. So, this is, this is, this so is of course, I'm trying to take everything that I have going on in my sure. life to the next level. Like, of course, like that's why yeah. I got in business to do, to do these kinds of things. So, yeah. um, I'm trying to take everything that I have to the next level. Teach one, feed one, R and R, amped up sweets, um, smells lovely cleaning. I'm trying to take all that stuff to the next level. Okay. Um, I'm gonna get you all. all I'm gonna get you all these handles, CJ. All these handles. <laughs> you gonna put yeah, them right here. You gonna put them right here. I take all that to the next level, but I'm really just trying to, you know. Um, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm, number one, I'm trying to stay clean. So, well, right, absolutely. Now, there you fuck, go. fuck the try. Let, yeah, let stay I'm on trying the to stay your clean, own. you know what I mean? Because <laughs> if I don't do that, then I don't have any of that other stuff. Right, like, that will right. not exist, you know what I mean? And then I'm just trying to be, like I said, a, a thousand times. I'm literally just trying to be better than I was yesterday. I love um, it. So, I'm going to ask you something. Right, you pause for a second. Yeah. You have yeah. children anytime soon. You just hit 30. Right. That's it. <laughs> Listen. Listen. I don't know. Because you're in a relationship, right? kids. Say it again. You're in a relationship. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're not. Okay, with who? So with who? Who? With who? <laughs> with who? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with who? With who? With the individual who you attained the, the seminar with? No. Okay. Unfortunately, not. Okay. Unfortunately, not. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, you know that that was my that was my question aiming that direction. So yeah. you're just thirty. You know, big big milestones. Just thirty. So the person was like, okay. So do you see children? Do you see you know relationships uh, expanding? Do you feel like you know you may relocate? Those mm-hmm. were kind of some of the questions we. Because people want to know, man, are we go, is Darnell going to be around or is he going to move to Houston? No, 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 you know? Listen, I love kids. I, of course I want to have kids, to be right. honest with you. I love <laughs> kids. I want to have kids like like any, I want to be a father. I want to walk my daughter down the aisle on her yeah. wedding day. I want to do all that kind of I stuff. I can't wait but, for that moment. You uh, know, um, I'm trying to, do I don't know, man, I'm trying to, <laughs> do it twice. I guess I'm in that, that weird predicament <laughs> where like, I just want to make sure I have everything, and I know you like, You'll never, you'll never be ready to have a kid until you have a kid. Like so I, I get that, you know what I mean. So, I but I'm trying to put myself and my children in the best predicament and set them up. I'm trying to do it, I guess, quote unquote, the right way. When in reality, there's probably no right way. So, but okay. you know, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll <laughs> see. You're definitely in my future. I'm gonna the smooth. Mike gives you a course and you run it. You know. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll oh, see. I do want to have kids though. You either win the race or let the race win yeah. you. Yeah, we got we got a lot of fatherhood experience. Um, room, so. Not really. Uh, I didn't, I wasn't a father until I was thirty. Oh, so really? That was that's when I became. You just said, I mean, oh wow! I mean, so I'm a two years, two years. I mean, I'm two years in. <laughs> I'm not an expert, but you do. I'm doing all right. <laughs> Damn, I'm eighteen. I was eighteen. Yeah, you was drawing. Yeah, bro. It is what it is, yo. Yeah. <laughs> but we're here to support yeah, you. Yeah, she, it, it, it happened. She, you know, I got a beautiful, intelligent she, she, daughter, she turned out right. She turned out good. <laughs> yeah. So you good. However, so you it good. is exactly how it's going to you know, happen. How it's supposed to happen. How it, listen, listen, if you have a daughter, she don't end up on the pole. If she don't end up, if they don't end up in on... What was the on other video one? on video on selling yeah in in jail they good mm-hmm. or on or like yes the yes. jail the polar video right 
Stay <laughs> off the pole of the video. We good. You know what? That's not this. You know what? Uh, stay you know, off the pole. Say out of jail. Lady. We don't want to disrespect anybody. That's just not my preference. That's all. Yeah. Speaking um, of affirming. I got a question though for you. Um, because I want uh, I want our viewers to understand that you know life is a process. Life is going to have good things. Life is going to have bad things. Um, mm-hmm. With your personal journey, um, let me preface it by saying this. I'm sorry. Um, one of my favorite books is The Alchemist, mm-hmm. and one of the things that I took from that book that um, doesn't matter, it, it gave it played on the idea that all things are going to happen, good things and bad things. It's your responsibility to find the reasons for them why they why they are. Like that's what the book was about. So, do you believe that to be true about your story? Like, are you appreciative of all the? Um, I know you're appreciative of the good moments, but mm-hmm. the bad moments because you're not you if you didn't go through what you go through. 100%. So, for our viewers that are going through those things right mm-hmm. now. Looking back on it, like, mm-hmm. are you appreciative or mm-hmm. of like your process to where you are now? One thousand percent. One thousand percent. How's that Morgan Freeman? <laughs> if it wasn't for that process, I literally wouldn't. Literally, like, not even in a figuratively standpoint. Like, literally, I would not be like doing what I am today in, in terms of teach one feed one. So, you're going because I think I think because I want. Uh, for me personally, I just want the, the message that I'm trying to pr- uh, project to you guys, the viewers, is. Um, it's not the it's not what you get at the end um of like where the value is like if you win a championship the cha- the champion i mean the value is not in the trophy mm-hmm. the value is in everything that you did to get the trophy mm-hmm. so you're going to have long nights you're going to have you're going to go through things and some things are going to be unspeakable but it's like um just always be just i'm trying to say this without as being as empathetic as possible but it's just like always know that there is light at the end of the tunnel and it's your responsibility to figure out what that looks like for you. Yeah, responsibility is a huge thing. Go, yeah. That's it, that was beautiful. I'm trying to say that. Did I say that right? Listen, what you trying to don't say? Question again, what I dog, said, just roll with it. Just, just, trying to say. just roll with it. I'm rocking with Evs head. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but I think, I don't, know, does it, I don't know if everybody knows this about you, Darnell, but from what I gathered is, one, you were on path to want to be a lawyer, mm-hmm. right? And then... But well, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. to be so a that's lawyer. what's next. No, no, no. And I was going to ask you, okay, what, what happened with Fair that? Enough. And then you're also, you were getting your, uh, you were ready to enlist in the Air Force. Uh-huh. So how, how did all those kind of oh. get Oh, that was down? past tense. Yeah, yes. so. Oh, I thought you said one, two. You said one, two. So that was my plan. Yeah. Okay. When I got out of treatment, I, you know, my cousin Cache, shout out Cache Hinton. She's in the Air Force right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know Cache. Shout out Cache. That was my plan. When I got out of, of treatment, I was like, listen, I'm going into the Air Force. It's going to save me. I'll be in a new environment. I'll be in yeah. another state. I'll be cool. I'll be around a whole bunch of positive people doing the right thing I'll be cool unfortunately it didn't work out that way or fortunately I should say it didn't work out that way because I filled out the paperwork I went and I met with the sergeant a couple times and um, I met every qualification that they had but you know she told me that although you do meet all the qualifications unfortunately so you have a suspended license so we cannot accept you I didn't know that that yeah I didn't know that that played a factor I was like I'm not what if I don't want to do anything that requires me to drive like is that okay And they said, no, like, you, you have to have a valid driver's license. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I couldn't enlist. And that's kind of mm. how that came into fruition. A blessing in disguise. That yeah. Down there. That yeah. suspension. Yeah. Like I it's, said, that was God yeah. to me saying, in my, in, in, in my terms, that was God saying, I want you to do something different. If he closes that one door, wanted, that means there's another yeah. one for you yeah. to open. Yeah. He wanted you to well, be God, your own whatever boss. You, whatever it is that yeah. you believe in, like, I want you yeah. to do I don't want you to do that. I want you to do this. So was it was it at that point that you realized that your calling was to actually be a voice for this, this um, type of this addiction and 
what you have gone through, like to express verbally and videoey and videoey, video and video, and you know, being the person. I would say uh, not in that moment because okay. I didn't even at that point. I don't even think I teach one people wasn't even a thing at that point. It was kind of like the weeks or maybe a month or so after that, and then like kind of as we as we started gaining more traction and as you know, at, quite honestly, as we started doing it more often, and I kind of got that those same like types of feelings that I used to get before I got high, like doing that kind of stuff. You like, mentioned it, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of just like, wow, like this is, I don't know if this is what God wants me to do, but I'm gonna keep doing it, you know what I mean? Because it feels good. I love that. That's the biggest part, the being that it's so close to home, and we have this opportunity to have you here, mm -hmm. you know, blessed for your time, blessed for everything that you've been and done, because it's like we all said, man, it shapes who you are today, and then you know you get to direct your decisions to get you to where you wanna be, based on one day at a time. Um, and I think like everything that we cover from the mental health to the entrepreneurial standpoint, to the vulnerability, to our past, and then, you know, decisions that we get to make and lay the brick one by one. The, the beauty of it is like the things we see on social media and the success stories don't have to be just on TV and in the media. Like things are here in our community to get touched into. And again, it just ties back into unity. And one of the big things mm -hmm. I love about that is just what's potential the potential like what's possible mm -hmm. right and i think that's a lot of where this stemmed from so i'm blessed to be able to have been down here and talked about some of the things we talked about you know engaged in some activities of recreational leisure to allow this to come to fruition right again about the unity and uh you know i'm glad we have some of the things that we did in the past because uh, you know we weren't always super close in, in high school um but you know we, we kind of full circled around to meet, meet at a couple workshops and seminars mm -hmm. that we did and uh, yep. under some crazy <laughs> some very crazy some very interesting situations yeah yeah that kind of you know shout brought out, out level. shout out next level it's crazy I they try to tell level. these bulls about it yeah, but yeah. They, they, they too stubborn and shit next level played a, a huge factor in like you want to give a you want to give it a little little mini little uh, mini yeah. insight to that real yeah, quick. Yeah, next, so what? Listen, next what level. What you about? Next, next level, level is cool, man. About next what? level next level will help you like look inside yourself, right? What are you talking about? And it's, a, it's a program workshop. Yeah, it's a like workshop, summer. right? So it's a workshop. It's you know it costs money to go to the workshop, but it's it's an investment in yourself, right? And it allows you to look within yourself and um, not to say that you don't already do this, right? So I don't want you to think that. It allows you to look into yourself and help you realize that like things that you're not doing or things that you haven't done in all reality are because of you. They're not because of anyone else. They're because of you. And if you want to do those things, you, you have the ability to do it. For for me, at least, right. that's kind of what it helped me discover, yeah. among many other things. And, it, and they're, they're, they're geared for, for you to be able to see what's not working and really like just shine a light in all avenues like 360 degrees like holy shit this is what i say i am this is who i say i am and to really challenge in every level and every facet if that's really true and if you really believe it mm -hmm. and can you do something about it so more or less it's not a plug for it but it's just because it, i brought it up because it played a part in while you why you're here percent. Mm -hmm. so you know that was, that was important i just wanted to make a note and you're a young black man mm -hmm. right and uh you know it's just something that you know tools that we can use it's not the end-all be-all, but it's something that supported me. I've done it. A lot of people have done it that we know. But again, it's just we're here to be able to provide tools of value for individuals to touch base and really get the best out of life. Right? That's fair. Shit, make it pop. Like, if you Preach. want to be out here, man, Preach. Do, do, invest in yourself, baby. That's it. Yeah. At the end of the Preach. day, like you said. Preach. Oh, I get the death. You can get the death. Oh, get the death. It's worth it. But yeah, man. But at the end of the day, man, like I said, it's about unity. It's about, it's about bettering bettering ourselves individually and collectively as a whole. And uh, you know, any tools out there that, that can support that is you know almost more in favor for. It. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, man, 
And man, I appreciate every single one of y'all. I really, I really do uh, for what y'all do, and uh, especially for what you do. You know, being out here and just contributing to society, man, the community to like really give it some uplift and a positive, positive vision. And uh, I love that you got you got your you got your hands in a lot of different pots, man. Mm-hmm. So uh, just for anybody that's watching, how can they get, how can they get connected to you? And uh, you know, if anybody's inquiring about how can they can participate and be engaged in what you do, run them through like a little like how how would that work? Okay, so yeah, I mean. Um so um if you want to take a look at what we do on social media uh we're on instagram at teach one feed one um we're on facebook also at teach one feed one um our website is www.teachonefeedone.org um if you're looking to volunteer uh you can send us a message on the page you can also email us at info at teach one feed one.org as well um you know if you're looking to do whatever if you're looking to volunteer if you're looking to you know, um, where can whatever, they where can they get them do. amped up sweets? Yeah, amped up sweets. Definitely, <laughs> if you're not on a diet, definitely, definitely try those. Right, girls or or men who are looking to buy their girls something for the holidays. Cocoa bombs are really great. They're really really thoughtful, and your girl will love them. Trust me. <laughs> where can they so, find them? It's a smart decision. So follow us on Facebook and in, and Instagram at Amped Up Sweets. Or you can go to our website at www.ampedupsweets.com, mm. fill out the order form, tell us what you want, and we'll make sure we have it for you. Mm. Junk there removal, if you need some things removed Let's out of your go. home, Let it go. right? Go. Need some things removed out of your home, couches, refrigerators, um, whatever. Whatever that the trash company will not take, we can do that for you. Mm. www.rnrjunkremoval.com. Mm. Um, or you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at R&R, uh, junk Removal. Um, and then Smells Lovely Cleaning, residential commercial cleaning company. If you have an office space, if you have a workspace, if you have, you know, if you just need your, you don't feel like cleaning your house because a lot of people don't feel like cleaning their house. Give us a call. Um, CJ, you gonna have a lot of things to put on this screen, man. Yeah. <laughs> My man working. Uh, he works. This is gonna be like a Instagram, rundown show. Instagram at Smells Lovely Cleaning, yes, Facebook at Smells Lovely Cleaning. So. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So don't have no fucking excuse talking about some. I don't know where to go to fucking support my community, motherfuckers. Tag, tag that shit. Whoa. Listen, because man, I don't want to hear that right. shit. Right. Y'all, some real, real shit right there. He just gave you a laundry list of ways that you can hit a plethora of things in community. Supporting the black community, all about that in-house shit. I don't want to hear mm. that. Dial in, man. If you got some shit to get out y'all cribs, Ooh. call this man. Do you um, <laughs> do you have do you present a way to for people to have access to you that are interested in entrepreneurship? Like, do you keep that link? So listen, listen, listen. Uh, bring that over. So bring that over. New bridge. Bring that over really quick. <laughs> we are releasing right. So we are releasing a um a entrepreneur like mentorship program we're still working out the details so bear with me on this one right we're still working out the details we're building the website right now but basically it's going to be a platform for people who are looking to break into entrepreneurship but Mm. we find that the most common thing and i'm not an expert by any means so i don't i don't want you to say that but a lot of people with entrepreneurship they want to do something but the common thing is i just don't know how like i want to start a business but i don't know how i don't know where to start we're going to help you with all of that so we're going to teach you step by step if you want to start a nonprofit organization, we're going to show you how to do that. If you're looking to get into entrepreneurship, we're going to show you how to do that. And it's going to be a step-by-step class uh, that is going to be followed up with, um, you know, uh, coaching calls and, and check-in calls. Mm. Um, it's going to be followed up with an ebook that you'll have access to um, and mm. a whole bunch of other things that we're working out. Like I said, I don't have all of the details right now, but that's kind of the gist of things. Follow, uh, state, follow Teach One, Feed One right now. Um, follow the elite entrepreneur 
which is my business partner Dewan's page. Um, and please stay tuned for that because that's going to be releasing soon. So yes, to answer your question, that is coming up very soon. <laughs> that's coming very that's soon. That's like a value pack right there. Yeah, you know, very that's soon. Big shit. I mm. do. I do want to commend you mm. because I don't know if you realize, but this is just how I interpret all the things that you do. This is how you revitalize a community without needing politics to do it. So I just want to mm-hmm. commend you for that because when people, um, when people get like when people think of things that they can do to better a community, I just want to let people know that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's not even because your mindset is it's not that you're just advancing and you're getting better every day. You want to leave a trail for other people to do it as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. So I appreciate you for that because I I mean I I give you the utmost respect. That's all I want to say. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. That's mm-hmm. real shit. That's real shit. Like I I can't say enough. You're gonna have to say it a million <laughs> fucking times, man. Just being appreciative of you coming out here and doing. <clears> what you're doing. I appreciate y'all having me, man. But listen, we're mm-hmm. we're, we're we're in gratitude right now because this is exciting. First guest, man. And uh, you just laying a foundation, and like, uh, like, 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 intellect said, like press said, you know, uh, kudos to you, and keep it going. Let us know how we can support you in any way, okay. and uh, you know, it's you're like always last. welcome back on here too. Yeah, you guys absolutely, come back. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. So, man, of course, we got Darnell Hinton, man, the man, the the the, the myth, the legend. We here, baby, our very from, first from, guest, the, the very first guest, episode five, giving you that raw. Of course, you got press. The intellect. We got my man Ego. They're raw. Always, <laughs> always touching me. Yes, how you want to be mad about it? Making <laughs> it choosy. You know what I'm saying? Of course, we got CJ, cameraman, the specialist, and the voice, Swax, man. I appreciate your opportunity. And of course, you already you know, baby. <laughs> 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 Funeral's got the real, baby. 